Uh, welcome to Cedar Home. I'm Shay Alexander. Um, I'm one of the. They're going to do a little rearranging here while we get ready. Um, I'm one of the deacons here, and just wanted to welcome you today. If there's a few bulletins out there, if you want to grab one and look at what's going on, or if you're kind of techie, you can use the QR code, the pink um, papers that are posted around the the area here, you can pull up the bulletin through that also. Um, but this morning, a uh, few announcements to go on, and those are all in the bulletin. If you've wondered, Dylan has been taking a few weeks off, well-deserved uh, time off uh, with his family, and so he will be back next week to lead us in worship. This week, um, youth group will be starting and so if you have questions, that will be Thursday night. Please see Eric Fuentes. Where's Eric? Eric's right there. He's not sitting in his normal spot. And so please see uh, Eric or Jennifer about that. In the bulletin, there's also uh, community groups posted also. Coming up, no tricks, just treats. If you have questions about that, we're still trying to make sure we know how that's going to function and how it's going to go, but see Jana about that, but she's looking for uh, treats that uh, people can give out also. Last week, we announced um, the passing of our amazing uh, elder, Dan Olson. In the bulletin, um, it says, in lieu of flowers, the Olson family has requested that donations be made to Cedar Home Baptist Sunshine Fund on behalf of Mackenzie Warlick and Wyatt Carter. Uh, they're both battling childhood cancer, uh, so please make donations to Sunshine slash Dan Olson Memorial Fund if you want to do that. Uh, please do that. The Olsons will be having a small family service coming up and then later a larger service to, to honor Dan and his, uh, his life and his service that he has given here. So again, what an awesome day to be together and worship together. We have uh, uh, Pastor Mitch is on vacation. Um, continue, you can pray for him and Debbie as they're traveling and doing Yellowstone together. Um, but we have a, uh, it's kind of cool to see ministry come full circle. Um, Harley, who grew up coming to youth group here, uh, her husband is going to share with us this morning. So I want to uh, introduce Selim uh, Suprint. And so if you want to come over, come up and um, yeah, let's welcome. So he graduated from Montana Bible College with a pastoral degree in biblical studies in 2018 and completed two church internships. He's married to Harley um, September 22nd uh, in 2018. She's originally from Camano, and her family attends Cedar Home. Yep, thanks for being here to support. Um, and they also... Had a baby, Rocky, right? Um, in August 2020. And so, Selim's originally from Haiti. And uh, let's see, where am I here? They're looking to do church planting in Haiti. So, 
hopefully you can share a little bit about that as you begin to start and what God is doing there. I heard that they are paying on a piece of property right now to do a church plant. So continue to pray for them. Uh, I know the missions team uh, interviewed them, was that last year or two years ago? Um, And so we don't officially support them as missionaries of us, but um, make sure that you are very supportive of, of them, and we just appreciate you being here. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning, and God, I just pray that you would bring your message today. God, you are an amazing God, a great God who deserves all the praise and worship. God, we love you, and we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Shay, and thank you, City Home Baptist Church, uh, this morning. I'm so happy to be here and just to be able to share God's words with you. So, uh, like in the introduction, so I'm not here by myself this morning, um, my in-laws and my wife. So, would you guys please stand up so the church see you? <laughs> thank you. And... As Shay mentioned, so we are here just um, unexpectedly because, you know, when you are a permanent resident and you have to be overseas and every six months you have to be back. But um, thankfully, so we are here and then Pastor Mitch ended up talking to Pastor Mitch Klein and then now we are here this morning. So we're so thankful that we are able to share. And so our goal is to Haiti, to plant a church in the northern part of Haiti. So we're hoping, like he mentioned, we're already close to buy a piece of property. So that's very exciting, and we're just so excited to see what God has in future for us as we are in the state now, just working on paper issues. Okay, this morning, um, if you can grab your Bible, please, I would love to go. In Hebrews chapter 12, so this morning that's where we're going to kind of just study and just see what God has for us and what we can learn and just study together this morning. So story told um, on a commuter flight from men to Boston, so Henry Dempsey, the pilot, heard such a noise and as he went back, at the back of the airplane to kind of look what's that making the unusual noise. And the plane hit an earth pocket and it actually sucked him out. And the co-pilot actually radioed the earliest place, closest place for an emergency landing. So as the plane flew to a 200 MPH from an altitude of 400 feet. So Henry Dempsey was able to hold the ladder. And then finally, when they landed, the airport personnel took 10 minutes to pry Henry's fingers out of the ladder. So things in life may be turbulent. And you may feel like not holding on, but this morning I would say, hold on, because hope in Christ help us, keep us clinging powerfully to our faith through the darkest of time. And my questions 
for you this morning is what are you guys facing? What challenges seemingly impossible or the situation that we can't talk about? Or is there serious health issues? So whatever the challenge may be this morning, in the season of life, I want to say that nothing is too hard for our Lord Jesus Christ. And to quote this author, he's a theologian, a pastor, Howell. He said, Jesus teaches to face our losses and disaster by taking each day as it come, assured of the blessing he gives us by faith, and thus confidence in the Father's loving kindness. He does not belittle our fear. He share our flesh and blood. And so he knows full well that anxiety comes naturally to the human's heart. What he tells us instead is not to be anxious about tomorrow. Anxieties cannot be avoided. And you cannot just wave them off like you, you know, sure fly. Oh, I don't know, maybe if you have an internal switch inside that you can, but I don't think any of us have that inside of us. So that's why Peter says in his first Peter five verse seven, he said, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God does really care. His love is not just lip service that you and I sometime to our fellow friends, we could just say, I love you, but it just could mean just a lip service. But God really loves us by showing, by giving us his only begotten son to the death of the cross that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And that's your hope, everlasting life. So this morning, as I mentioned, we're going to look through Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. So the first verse, as we delve in, I would love to read those three verses quick. Verse 1, therefore, since we are surrounded by so good cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him entered the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So this portion of scripture this morning teaching us how hope in Christ helped as fight the darkest of days. In that, first, in that first verse, what I want you guys to look with me, the first word I want you to look is the word therefore, which is an indication the previous chapter in the book of Hebrews is connected to chapter 12. So the author wants us to see and pay attention to this chapter. So I would say whenever we read and we go to chapter 12, it's good to kind of look back again to chapter 11. Because that previous chapter in chapter 11 is a description of faith. Faith is described in chapter 11 from verse 1 as the assurance of reality. 
faith gives reality and proof of things unseen, so we see faith treat these things as if they're already objects of sight, as if we can look at them and grab them. So that's why this morning, I would say that I wanna call our first point is the heroes of faith set an example for us to cling to. So the heroes' lives are the cloud of witnesses for us today. So when we're going through the difficulties of life, it's good for us to be reminded of what they had been through in the course of their lives. By faith, they obey and follow God, even though the promise was not fulfilled in their lifetime. So we see that in verse 13 says, they all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were stranger and exile on earth. This is very interesting part of the chapter. You see, they know they were pilgrim, and they were waiting for that heavenly home. So as they were mistreated, they were disregarded in this world 2,000 years ago. They were set their eyes on the prize. They were looking ahead. So that's why this morning again, I would reminded us to look up those heroes and see what they go through and help us to capture their endurance. And verse 16 actually help us even see closer how their eyes were set on that price. Verse 16 in chapter 11 said, but as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared for them a city. So because of what their eyes were set on, when they consider, you know, the reproach of Christ, they were considering him as greater wealth than the treasures of this world. They were looking for the reward, or in other words, we would say, you know, they were, their eyes were on that finish line. As they were stoned them, they sunned into, you know, all this persecution, but they were looking ahead. They did not shake because they were looking to Jesus, who is the author of their faith. And faith is something that God gave us. It's from God. So we see these heroes' faith triumph over the convictions of things not seen. So when our eyes are focused on the finish line, we would not be shaken against difficulties, afflictions, because we live on the other side of the cross. And as we live on the other side of the cross, as the authors say, let let aside every weight and sin which cleanse so closely. Every weight means anything that keeps us from being a winner. 
the trouble of this life, you may name it, and if that thing is not pushing us forward to Jesus, well, it's a hindrance to our faith. So how we can do is by praying to Jesus to help us lay all aside. And the verse continues and said, in sin which cleanse so closely, and perhaps many times those sins could be sins of unbelief and doubt. And sometimes it is easy to question what God's doing or questioning or wondering, you know, why this is happening to me and the suffering. But instead of questioning what this is happening to me, folks, I would say, ask God to teach us, you know, what he's teaching us through all of this time. So just a little personal experience um, as a young boy when I was a kid in Haiti. So I remember 2004, so I was 300 miles away from my dad and growing up in orphanage, so I did not get chance to spend a lot of time with him. And in 2004, he was gone. And I was asking, okay, you know, as a young man, I wanted to have a lot of memories with my dad and get to know him. So I started questioning God, you know, why this is happening? And I mean, the tragedy was not stayed there. Like a year later, I lost my older nephew that was close to me. So all those questions in my mind, but as I was start changing my questioning, say, God, what are you teaching me through this moment? So my question switched to God, are you teaching me? And I began to see my pain and suffering differently. So if we can ask God to take over our circumstances and tragedies, we will enter life and pen differently. So as we look on Jesus more and more and let him take over our circumstance, our perspective will change and we'll see God's hands in what's going on in our lives. So no matter how bad things may look like, and I don't know this morning what's uh, Cedar Home family is what you guys are going through in our church. But whatever, how much and how bad things may look like this morning. So nothing is impossible with Jesus in our boat. And you may be thinking, okay, how am I supposed to run well? Run with patience. And too many times we try to run ahead of God. When we try to take the matter in our own hands and the way we would lay aside every weight and cinch closely to us is through the word of the apostle Paul. As they say in Ephesians 4 verse 22, said to put off the old self which belonged to our former manners of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So the author continuing to encouraging us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us with two unchangeable truths. First is God never lies, and when he says something, it will come to pass. 
So if we go back in Hebrews chapter 6, so if you have your Bible, you could see that verse 18 and 19 with me, so I have it already written in, on me. So Hebrews 6 verse 18 and 19 says, So by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, so we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. Verse 19. We have this as a assured and steadfast anchor of our soul, a hope that enter into the inner place behind the curtain. And it, what is Jesus doing right now? He is in the presence of God as an advocate on our behalf. Not only he is pleading for us, but he is holding us secure in his hand, especially in the times of storm and darkness. So however, the weight, struggle, and sin, they have been conquered by the power of Jesus Christ. And that's why this morning when we come to verse 2 in this chapter, what all it has to do? is looking to Jesus, the founder and perfect, perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him entered the cross despising the ship, is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Our second point this morning is looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So what do we mean by the founder and perfecter of our faith? So let's look back again to chapter 2, verse 10 in the same book. Hebrews 2, verse 10. Verse 10. For it was fitting that he, Jesus, who by whom and all things exist in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. So we see Jesus is the inspiration for the race that you are in right now. So looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. In him, our life begins, and in him, our life ends. We have our whole being in him. So Jesus is the creator of all things. So then what makes Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith is the suffering he went through for you and me. And the suffering made him qualified to be the author or the leader of our salvation. So let us take an example close. And I don't know if many of, if some of you here this morning like to run. Or maybe a closer example is why a runner run a marathon. And you know, it's often you see that the side ache and then fatigue, blisters, cramps, shortness. But why this person keep running, taking one step at a time? It's just because for the joy of the crossing of the finish line. And now if we were to examine Jesus' case closer, it's, well, what's kept Jesus from going through all this? And we see the author help us. He said, for the joy that was set before him. And we see that in chapter 1, 
verse 3, that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. And if we kind of jump in a different book, in Luke chapter 24, verse 26, says, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? So Jesus, who is the same imprint with the Father, the radiance of God's glory was looking forward to being in his Father's presence. So Jesus entered the cross, despising the shame and tell. And we see, actually, the prophet Isaiah help us get a better picture, grasping this better. And to paraphrase Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 to 7, see that Christ was a man of sorrow. He was a man of grief. They despised him, rejected him. They crucified him. It all was for my iniquity, our iniquity, but not his, because he was sinless. So through all that, he did not even open his mouth because Jesus was looking forward to being his Father's presence, to wear counsels with the Father because he loves us. So we see Jesus made our future dominion assure things to be with him in the future. And as we see that, so we don't have to worry about the hardship in our lives. What we're going through even now, even though they are painful, but look to Jesus who is seated at the right hand of God. And we see that more that in chapter 4, verse 15, in the same book of Hebrews, the author said, For we do not have a high priest who is honorable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in Every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive and find grace to help us in time of need. See, the author is saying to draw near, closer, not secluded ourselves, not pull ourselves back, but finding where the church body connected in fellowship and draw near, find grace to help us in times of need. So when things are hard and we may not like it, but remember God is at work. And I will encourage all of us this morning to stay true to your faith with everything that's going on right now. And Christ is our confidence, so let us move forward in the assurance of his love and grace through our suffering. And his suffering made, us, made him qualified to be the leader this morning. So as we move forward now to verse 3, and verse 3 says, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against him, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So our third point this morning is consider him that sealed the deal despite all hostility against him. So the third verse is a call of assurance. We are called to wait carefully the endurance of Christ and as we're contemplating our own hardship, 
And the implication in verse two and three is the author wants us to take away our focus on ourselves, but he wants us instead to shift our focus on Jesus because Christ's achievement was, has a significant impact, a forever impact. So the shame of the cross, and we see that was the climax of all hostility of mankind toward Jesus. And you think about the unfairness, right? He did nothing to deserve all of that. But it was my sins, our sin, that nailed him to the cross. And as we see that pretty much clearer in 1 Corinthians 15, Jesus' work on the cross gave us victory over hardship, difficult time, and even death. Because he said, death is swallowed up in victory. So, Consider Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith and hope. So brothers and sisters, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. A firm belief and hope in Christ gave us stamina to stay strong in the presence of hardship. When things are not easy, when things are hard, but as our belief in Christ, this will give us stamina to stay true and connected to our presence, to the God's presence. So here's the kicker before we finish this morning. Try to stay 30 minutes because usually in Haiti, they'll take an hour preaching, so I don't want to do that to you. So here's the kicker. Our purpose in fixing our attention on Jesus Christ so that you and I may not go away. That's the verse three. So you and I may not go away often hurted in time of need. So Jesus is our hope for the one who look and trust him as the founder and perfecter of their faith. And I really like the song in Christ alone and that last verse or the verse that said no hell no scheme of man could ever pluck us from his hand that's such a powerful statement so hope in christ keep us clinging powerfully to our faith to the darkest of time so three points remember the heroes of faith set an example for us to cling to Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And third, consider him that sealed the deal despite us hostility against him. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this powerful message and these powerful words that you have in your words for us this morning. Lord, help us to cling through you, through all what's going on in our lives, the difficulties, the situation that sometimes we can't even talk to our friends, to the people close to us. But you said in your words that we can come to you, we can draw near to you, Lord. So please help us to share and vulnerable that we would stand strong in our faith through you. So thank you for this church 
here, Lord, through everything that's going on, but Lord, I pray that they would stand and see you at work in their lives, in the church life, in America, in Haiti, in the whole world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a appropriate message for our church body today. Uh, thank you. Um, let's remember that. Let's go from here and let's rely on God and trust in God. He, we've been through t- some tough times, right, as a church body, and we continually and we continue to do that. But thank you for the reminder that if we trust in him, he has us. He has us in our hands. Let's look for that, that uh, great end that he has for us also. So thank you for being here today. Uh, greet one another, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, Andy. Yes. Let's pray. Let's pray for his uh, church body and as um, what God is going to do in Haiti with you guys. It's exciting. That would be great. If a few people step up and let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are good and we rest in you. We know that you are in control and in charge. Sometimes, God, we we don't see your purpose and your plan, but God, we want to trust and rely on you. God, we pray for this great couple as they go back to Haiti. And God, I just pray that you would make it uh, possible to get all the paperwork with the land and um, the church building. God, whatever you have in store there. Um, God, I pray your hand against Satan and voodoo and whatever goes on in Haiti there with with that area, God, I pray that you would use uh, Salim and Harley in a great and mighty way, God, that you are powerful, and it's only through your power that that we can do anything. So, God, I just uh, I thank you. I thank you for this powerful message, and God, as um, pray that you would work through them in a great and mighty way. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. All right, thank you. Have a great week.